Hello, and welcome to the first edition of the West End News Podcast. I am your host, Tony Zelli, publisher and editor of the West End News, a community newspaper published monthly in Portland, Maine. In this monthly podcast, I will be joined by local journalists, experts, and leaders for in-depth discussion on Portland news, politics, and culture. Thank you for joining us, and now to today's show. Today we will be discussing Portland Ballot Question D on the November Municipal Ballot. Question D asks Portland voters to approve an $18 minimum wage included for workers who earn tips such as restaurant, drive share, and delivery workers. To discuss this ballot initiative, I am joined by freelance journalist Colin Monahan, author of the recent West End News feature, Ballot Question D, The Minimum Wage and the Future for Portland Restaurant Workers. Colin is a community organizer, server, and journalist. His previous work has focused on social movements in Chile, Cuba, Mexico, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Georgia. Colin, welcome to the West End News Podcast. Hey, Tony, and thanks for having me. And hello, West End News contributors, readers, and I guess now listeners. Thanks for being here, Colin, for our first episode. Coming to Portland kind of new to town. How'd you learn about Question D and, and, and why did it uh, uh, pique your journalistic in- interest? Yeah, well, I'm a bartender and a server. I've been working in the industry for six, seven years now. And my roommates and my girlfriend and I all moved to town looking for work in the service industry. And after a long day of job hunting, of staging or stagiaring, which is for those of you who don't know, it's working for free at a restaurant to kind of feel out the employer and the employer can, uh, you know, see if you have the abilities and skills to work there. Also fairly illegal. Um, We spent the afternoon at this local bar uh, and restaurant in our neighborhood called The Great Lost Bear. So we walk into the restaurant and... Mm -hmm we see this whole stack of political propaganda that says Restaurant Industry United. And coming from a background of social movements and studying uh, uh, grassroots, you know, popular politics, I immediately picked it up and started reading. And you know, the, the logo here, Tony, is a fist and a fork. Um, it kind of resembles like the logo of like a popular people's movement. Yeah, like a resist movement. Exactly, like Occupy almost, you know? And I started reading, and and the facts on there don't really line up with, you know, what I've been taught and what I've learned about popular movements is that they wanted Restaurant Industry United on this political flyer, wanted their workers to vote no on a wage increase, vote no for, you know, a better standard of living for the workers themselves. And so... Well, why would they do that? What's the, the, the logic there? Yeah, so that's what pretty much peaked. That was a, the, the large question that, you know, piqued my interest. And so I, I came yeah. here to the West End News office, right? And Tony, you're like, Colin, like, what, what are we going to write about? Like, you're, you're, you're new to Portland. And so I was like, well, I'm, the only thing I'm familiar with now in Portland is restaurants because I've been staging all over town and... Um, and this, this issue seems pretty interesting. And so this was ballot measure D. This is what Restaurant Industry United was was uh, contending with. And so I just dove in from there. And um, right after our meeting, Tony, we uh, I went to a Restaurant Industry United press conference. And 
from there, uh, I think the story started to form. What is it that question D does um, exactly? What will be the, um, I mean, what is it that's got the restaurant industry worried? Right, right. So all of, for all the listeners out there who aren't familiar with this ordinance that's being voted on this November, ballot measure D, it's called an act to eliminate the subminimum wage, increase the minimum wage, and strengthen protection for workers. So what this will do is incrementally over three years will increase the minimum wage in Portland specifically to $18 an hour. This will also eliminate the sub-minimum wage, where this is this is where it can get kind of confusing. So the the minimum wage in Portland right now is $13 an hour. And if you are a tipped worker, you work in a restaurant, uh, you work in any other in industry where you receive the majority of your income and wage from tips, your wage is $6.50 an hour. So what this ordinance will do is eliminate that, that halved wage. Which is what we're, the question refers to as the sub-minimum wage. Which is the sub-minimum wage, correct. And so restaurant owners, managers, financiers, uh, people who have a stake in the hospitality industry, not necessarily the workers who are selling their labor, but the folks who own these industries um, and businesses are worried that by eliminating the subminimum wage, by by raising everyone's wage to the full minimum wage, which is thirteen dollars an hour, they're going to lose out uh, on a lot of labor costs. Their labor costs are going to skyrocket because right now they're paying workers, at least in some cases, as little as six fifty an hour. Right. However. Uh, those workers are earning more than six fifty an hour, correct? Because of the they get they make up the difference in tips. Exactly. So that's what they call the tipped credit. If an employer can write off tips as the remainder of their minimum wage, then they can receive a tip credit. So it's a financial mechanism for employers to save money and and pay the workers that sub minimum wage. But the worker is guaranteed at least the $13 an hour at the end of the day. Exactly. Exactly. If this ballot measure were to pass, they would receive minimum wage and all tips on top of that. Exactly. So it would definitely be a pay raise for workers, seemingly. Mm-hmm. So why, are, why would workers be against this? I'm unsure why workers would be against this, Tony. Um, <laughs> well, uh, the uh, Restaurant Industry United, though, seems to disagree. Right, and, right. Uh, what, was the, what did they tell you at that press conference you, you found yourself at? Well, workers are afraid. From, from some workers and service industry workers that I've spoken with, they're afraid that if the minimum wage goes up and guests know that they're being paid a minimum wage then the guests will tip less. And from the sources I've spoken with on the national level, this is just statistically not true. So Portland, Maine is a great foodie town, right? Statistically, outside of San Francisco, California, Portland, Maine has the most restaurants per capita. And guests come from all over New England, all over the country to come enjoy some of Portland's nightlife and great food scene and restaurant industry. Personally, I believe that that tipping will not go away here. People are going to come and pay money and get that 
restaurant experience that they, that they want. So you think that some of uh, the opposition argument might be unfounded. Perhaps restaurants won't just close their doors and leave town. Did they show you any evidence to the contrary? Were you able to um, scare up anything from them that, uh, that really showed right. what the impact would be to, to <clears throat> restaurants in particular? Yeah, th this was my main interest, right? I, I would really like to see some financial evidence, some calculus here saying, if we increase wages here, then this will totally mess up our books and our uh, restaurant will go under. So when I attended this, this press conference, they were using rhetoric and language, which to be quite frank, was very fearful. You know, I think they were using some fear mongering rhetoric. They are saying things like, Ballot measure D, question D, will be a full stop for the restaurant industry, or it will ultimately decimate and destroy and really upend our industry. It's a cataclysmic and irreversible disaster for the city of Portland. These are quotes coming out of the coming out of the the press conference, which rhetorically are scary. Yes. However, the numbers and the evidence to back that up don't seem to be there or haven't been shared with us. That's for sure. Has questions like this been passed elsewhere and what, what happened there? Yes. So the fear mongering is a bit unfounded. You know, seven other states have eliminated the tipped credit or the sub minimum wage already. These states are Alaska, California, Minnesota, Montana, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington state. And it recently just passed in Michigan and the vote is up in DC as well. And city councilors in D.C. have announced that they will not fight this bill upon its passage. And in fact, Maine had eliminated the subminimum wage back in 2016. However, the same organization or folks involved in Restaurant Industry United fought the passage of, the, of, of eliminating the subminimum wage back in 2016. And LePage reinstated the subminimum wage. So for about seven or eight months in Maine, there was no subminimum wage. Okay, so you go to this press conference, put on by the opposition, you get their talking points, not a lot of facts. Where do you turn to next? Uh, who, who were you able to speak with um, who's supporting this bill? Yeah, so this is day one writing the story. I go to the Restaurant Industry United press conference and you know, I think to myself, I might as well uh, organize a meeting with the folks who are proposing this bill in the first place. So I quickly get a meeting with uh, the Democratic Socialists of America uh, spokesperson, Wes Pelletier, who's working on this project, uh, a livable Portland project. They proposed four out of the five citizen initiative ballot measures. And so what would they say uh, the benefits of this will be? The benefits are simple from what Wes was telling me. And, and he showed me the calculus as well, which was impressive. Essentially, a higher minimum wage, especially for tipped workers, a higher minimum wage with tips on top will increase the quality of life for everyone in Portland. And anyone living in Portland now knows that it's very expensive, right? Um, the MIT Living Wage Project, this is one of the resources that uh, Wes shared with me. For a single person, living in a single household with no children in Portland or the South Portland area, you need to be making at least 
$18.86 an hour to be able to afford an apartment and not be cost burdened. And for a lot of folks, making the, the $6.50 an hour, you just simply can't make that living wage. So what this bill will do is allow Portland to become more livable and affordable for workers here in Portland. In, in my town of Portsmouth, New Hampshire, there is such a housing problem because young people who staff and work in the restaurant industry can't afford to live in Portsmouth. They keep getting pushed further and further outside of the city. And this has caused a crisis because a lot of restaurants are closing now, not because uh, labor costs are going up, but because they can't staff their restaurants. So this is potentially could become a crisis here in Portland. If there's not enough workers who can afford to live in Portland, then who is going to work in these restaurants? And this is something that I quickly found out when looking to work, uh, looking for a job here in Portland is that everyone's hiring. That if you're living in Portland, great, you got a job in the service industry. That's for those who can afford to live in or near the city. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And, and I'm extremely fortunate that me and my roommates and myself have, have found uh, affordable housing within the city. But I'll tell you, it's, it's not cheap living here in Portland. No, and in fact, those were some of the arguments that some of the workers you've met doing this story who support the issue, um, that's part of uh, what motivates them, though, is the high cost of living, trying to live near where you work. Right, right. So Wes turned me on to uh, the One Fair Wage campaign. And the One Fair Wage campaign is a, is a national campaign who is who are working to eliminate the tip credit and uh, you know increase the minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour and and they're behind a lot of those states uh, that have eliminated the tip credit that I mentioned before and so there's a lot of restaurants here in Portland that have signed on to their campaign one of them being Ruby's West End so met with Wes and uh, went over to Ruby's and. They were very, very happy to speak with me and were very open about their finances and how they run their restaurant. So Ruby's West End, um, who uh, for disclosure is a advertiser in the West End News, but they, they put, they're putting themselves out there as an example of a restaurant who is currently paying minimum wage or like higher than the sub-minimum wage, right. correct? Right. Well, they seem to be making it work. Were the uh, owners supportive of the bill? Yeah, so I spoke with one of the co-owners of Ruby's West End, Karina Stum, and what she told me was that you know not only are they paying um, their employees the minimum wage, but they're paying above their minimum wage with tips on top, and this goes for back and front of the house. You know what really surprised me is that one of their dishwashers on a busy night, you know, with tip sharing is making $40 an hour. That's wow. unheard of. 40 bucks an hour to be washing dishes. You know, I, I grew up washing dishes and I was making minimum wage in New Hampshire, which was $7.25. And so I, I highly encourage anyone who's living in Portland to go visit Ruby's and, and see the level of service there. It is just, uh, it's flawless between back of the house and front of the house. And the service is just great, you know, because everyone has a stake in the restaurant there. And that's something that I, I realized very quickly. 
But yeah, uh, Rubies uh, has signed on to the One Fair Wage campaign and is paying their employees the minimum wage with tips on top or above the minimum wage with tips on top. And uh, they're doing so well that they are opening another uh, restaurant, a fine dining project here in Portland. This is on the contrary to what I heard from RIU is saying that uh, if you have to pay your employees more, um, then you know labor costs are gonna put your restaurant under. And what Ruby's has done and has showed us is that if you pay your employees more, they are going to invest in your business and you're gonna have a stronger work culture and the your guest dining experience will be better. And so uh, Ruby's is now a staple of the West End and um, yeah, they're doing so well that they're opening another location. The West End News Podcast is produced by the West End News, Portland, Maine's free community news resource since 2001. The West End News is written by a team of volunteers and freelance journalists and is brought to you with support from local advertisers. If you are interested in advertising in print, online, or with our podcast, email thewestendnews at gmail.com. And if you enjoy reading community print news, it's easy to support us. The next time you need a product, service, or night out, visit one of our advertisers and tell them the West End News sent you. I'm wondering who are the workers who will benefit the most from this? Right. Ruby's and, and Wes from the DSA have been very helpful with providing me with some studies that, that show the benefit of what, what Question D will do. You know, approximately 70% of Portland's tipped workers are women. And so this will help close the existing pay disparities that exist here in Portland. You know, uh, a white man who's working in the service industry is more likely to receive a tip than a woman or any worker of color here in Portland. So the main Center for Economic Policy quotes that 40, 42% of women working in Portland will see a wage increase uh, compared to 30% of men. So this is will help all workers here in Portland, but specifically it will help more marginalized workers such as people of color uh, and women here in Portland. Has there been um, signs of support for Question D um, among voters. Yeah. So my research has kind of taken me through the history of this. And like I said earlier, in, in 2016, it passed across Maine. You know, tens of thousands of voters voted in support for the elimination of the subminimum wage, only to be rescinded by Governor LePage. And in a in a survey by Lake Research Partners, uh, which is a national public opinion firm in, in DC. In April in 2021, they surveyed Maine tipped workers across the state, and they showed that 78% of uh, Maine tipped workers were in favor of a $15 minimum wage, while 54% of the, that 78% were, were overwhelmingly in favor in support for, for a $15 minimum wage. So it's, you know, it's almost four out of five tipped workers here in Maine support a federal minimum wage of $15 an hour. So the tip credit also has a history tied to Jim Crow era laws. You know, restaurants and railroad services 
after the Civil War would pay f- newly freed slaves solely tips as as their wages, right? So this was the tipping system and the tipped credit comes from a legacy of stealing black labor and black wages right after the Civil War. And in 1938, when FDR signed the first minimum wage law, it excluded restaurant workers. And then later in 1966, when LBJ overhauled the minimum wage, there's a creation of the subminimum wage. So 1966 was the first time we saw a subminimum wage. Before that, restaurant workers were only making tips alone. So what we see as a tip credit in the subminimum wage has a deep history linked to Jim Crow era laws and discrimination. Back to the Civil War. So what the DSA is proposing is that, you know, it's 2022. We we can't be continuing to pay our workers a subminimum wage. And I really liked what Karina Stum told me, Karina of of Ruby's West End, was that if you're paying a worker a subminimum wage, you're looking at them as a subminimum human. And so paying everyone the full minimum wage is is paying them with dignity, is recognizing that they have to work. They have work with dignity. Well, a lot of small businesses in Portland now, one of their big issues is labor. Right. Uh, what, what can they expect if question D passes? Yeah, I, I would say use Ruby's West End as an example. They were founded during the pandemic and they managed to do so well Um, that they can open a second location. We know that there's a staffing crisis here in Portland, Maine, and that uh, a housing shortage already exists. What the DSA, Ballot Measure D, One Fair Wage all proposes is just put more money in the pockets of our low-wage workers. They'll be able to afford housing. They will go out more. They will spend more money. It'll do great things for our local economy. One Fair Wage Research, they surveyed restaurant workers during and after the pandemic, and they found that 53% of restaurant workers that are surveyed are considering leaving the industry, 70% of whom are citing that like low wages and tips are the primary reason for leaving. And lastly, that 78% of workers state that the only reason that they would stay in the industry is if they received a livable wage with tips on top. It's not that people are lazy or people don't want to work. It's that they want to be paid more so they can live uh, in the city that they love, like here in Portland. And the city in which they work. And the city in which they work. And if there are any small business owners, uh, restaurant owners here who are worried about transitioning, about paying their employees more, if Ballot Measure D passes, I highly suggest that you go contact Karina Stum at Ruby's West End or any of the employees at One Fair Wage. They can help you restructure your business and that you can remain profitable and your employees will be happy and it'll be great for the local economy here in Portland. Well, Pierce, we're just about out of time here, but I wanted to thank you, Colin, for uh, joining us for this first episode of the West End News Podcast. Yeah, Tony, thanks. This has been fun and um, thanks for the opportunity to write this article. It's been great meeting some of uh, our political figures and leaders and and restaurant owners here in Portland, Maine. It's a wonderful city. 
And thank you listeners for joining us for this conversation on Portland Ballot Measure D, an act to eliminate the subminimum wage, increase minimum wages, and strengthen protections for workers. Question D increases the minimum wage in Portland to $18 per hour over three years. This ballot question also eliminates the tip credit. Tipped workers would earn a minimum of $18 per hour plus tips. Also, Question D proposes to create a new position of Director of Fair Labor Practices, who would oversee the minimum wage and all laws and regulations pertaining to labor practices within the city. In-person voting is Tuesday, November 8th. Absentee ballots must be requested by Thursday, November 3rd, and completed ballots must be received by mail by November 8th. You can find more voting information at maine.gov. The West End News Podcast is distributed by The West End News, Portland, Maine's free community news resource since 2001. The West End News Podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by Tony Zelli. Music is by Aaron Zelli. Special thanks to our guest, Colin Monahan. Find our podcast at thewestendnews.com. Thank you for listening to Local Independent Media. The West End News Podcast.